Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I'm Rabbi Joshua Heller. Today we're studying Masechet Eruvin Daf Tet Amud Aleph and Bet. That's Tractate Eruvin 9A and B. We're still talking about how to turn a public area into a private area for the purpose of carrying on Shabbat. We do this through the use of crossbeams, called a korah, or posts, called a lechi. Now the precise positioning of those beams and posts does matter very much. Today we'll look at some legal categories that affect what constitutes close enough for the purpose of measuring those positions. And those categories include min hatsad, lavud, and charut. So, getting a running start from the end of the previous daf, we were looking at the question of what happened if you had a cross beam that was running not directly between the walls, but right next to them, just outside the entrance to the mavoi, to the alleyway. Does that beam still count as a barrier to create an eruv, a private space? The beam is considered to be positioned min hatsad, to the side, rather than on top. And our Talmud, our Gemara, reflects several possible answers to the question of whether a Korah, a beam, that is min hatsad, that's to the side, rather than on top, is kosher. One sage, Rav Chizda, explains that the answer depends on which part of the beam makes the Erev kosher. If you assume that it is the outer edge, the edge that is recognized by people in the street, then in this case the beam is not kosher, because that outer edge is actually at a distance from the entrance of the mavoi. It's separated by the bulk of the beam itself. On the other hand, if you say that it is the inner edge of the beam that matters, that it is the view of the people on the inside that affects whether the beam is considered to be valid or not, then the beam is kosher, because that inner edge is still right up against the entrance of the mavoi, of the alleyway. Meanwhile, another sage, Rav, explains that the beam, the korah, is not kosher unless it is actually on top of the walls. And this idea that min hatsad, to the side, is not kosher, but rather a crossbeam has to be directly on top of posts or walls, is actually still very important in the construction of Eruvim today. Um, because most later authorities do rule that a beam which is min hatsad, to the side, rather than directly above, is not a kosher Eruv. And therefore, one of the greatest challenges in building an Eruv today is getting the horizontal piece, the crossbeam, the Korah, to be directly over lechis, posts, or walls. And a lot of the tricks of Eruv construction involve taking a cross piece that already exists, like an electrical wire, and figuring out how to get a wall or pole to be considered directly under it. So we've concluded that a beam that is to the side is not close enough. Another question that comes up is if the cross beam 
does not quite touch the walls. Perhaps it's resting on pegs, and there's a gap between the ends of the beam and the wall itself. And we are going to see two principles of rabbinic geometry that allow us to consider things to be closer than they really are, or touching for halachic purposes, even if they're really not. One principle is called levud, which means that there is a gap of less than three tefachim, say a foot. A gap smaller than that can be considered to be closed in. So let's say you have a crossbeam that is suspended between two walls of a mavoi, but doesn't actually touch either of them, or at least isn't touching one of them. You can act as if it extends all the way across and is touching both walls, even if it's not. This concept is relevant in many areas of Jewish law. Thanks to Levud, a slatted or chain-link fence can be considered to be solid, even though there are gaps in it. We assume that gaps of less than three tfachim, in this case, are filled in. Another category that we're going to see is chavut, lowered. Chavut says that if you have a roof with a hole in it, and a board that overshadows that hole but higher up, you can pretend as if the board has been lowered to the level of the roof and is filling that hole, even though there might actually be quite a bit of daylight between where that board is and the hole that it is overshadowing. Both of these issues, Lavud and Harut, come up in the context of Sukkah as well. If you have a gap in your schach, or you have a layer of schach um, higher or lower than the main body. Because we accept the concept of Lavud, there are some interesting implications that we will flesh out on the remainder of this daf, and in fact, into the next. One other conceptual issue we can look at on this daf is we come back again to the question of carrying in the mouth of the mavoi, in the area which is underneath our korah or parallel to the lechis, the side posts. And paradoxically, we learn that a big enough lechi actually becomes considered a wall in its own right. And so thereby the mouth of the mavoi is considered to be a separate independent space that requires a lechi of its own, a lechi on a lechi. Now this small area at the mouth of the mavoi has its own identity because it's next to this lechi post. And it has a unique chameleon-like status. If it's between a private space, the mavoi, and a truly public space, called a Rashud Harabim, it's considered to be an extension of the private space. However, if it's between a private space, the Maboy, and a semi-public space called a Carmelite, a semi-public street outside, then it is actually considered to be more similar to the semi-public space, and it follows that law. The Hebrew for this principle is Matzah Min Et Mino Vineor, like is attracted to like, and wakes up. This principle applies in many areas of Talmudic law. If a minor quantity of something is mixed in with a major large quantity of something else, you can consider the minor quantity to have gone away. However, when a small quantity of something is mixed with a large quantity of the same thing, you can't ever really assume that the small quantity went away. So, a drop of milk in a large container of meat can be considered to have banished. A large drop of non-kosher milk in a big vat of kosher milk is a little more complicated. To come back to our case, 
the question of whether this area indicated by the lechi is considered private or public has a practical application when you come to open a door with a key on Shabbat. That doorway is like our case here, a small area bounded by posts with its own identity. If the area next to the doorway is a truly public space, then the doorway is considered to be closer to the private area inside the home. So you could theoretically open the door even though, even though that means you are bringing the key from one area to another. If the area outside the doorway is only a semi-private space, then the doorway is considered to go with that semi-private space outside, not the private space, the home inside, and in that case, bringing the key in from the door would not be allowed. And so it's counterintuitive, to the extent that any of this is intuitive in the first place, that the small area is considered private with respect to a public space, but public when it's next to a private space. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.